Hello, people of the internet, and welcome to Stuck in the 90s. We are your weekly nostalgia podcast chronicling the years 1990 through 1999. My name's Chris Alvick. And I'm Connor Thompson. We're going to bring you an exciting week from the 90s. This week, we're going to be doing February 26th through March 3rd, 1992. We didn't have the wheel last week, so we just decided on 92. Why not? So let's get right into it with February 26th. All right, February 26th. A task force sought and won police commission approval Tuesday to allow gay and lesbian Los Angeles police officers to wear the uniforms when they staff a booth at the Gay Pride Parade. That's pretty cool. Nowadays, I'm pretty sure police are openly allowed to do whatever the hell they want, I mean, legally, at a Pride Festival. And even this year, Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau will be marching in the Toronto Gay Pride Festival. As the first Canadian Prime Minister to do so. Yeah. So that's pretty neat. Very progressive, 92. Moving on to February 27th, Tiger Woods at age 16 became the youngest PGA golfer in 35 years. Holy shit. This is when the Tiger was just getting rolling. No one watches golf. No one, but in the 90s. Shout out to the one person out there who watches golf. Yeah, we're going to get an email about this. You guys are dicks. Tiger Woods was such a big deal. Like I remember sitting through entire tournaments. This was a very exciting time. There were endorsements everywhere. Like He was a king for a decade. Moving on to February 28th. (laughs) Playboy Penthouse do battle in soft porn wars. So over the past 10 years at this time, Playboy Home Video had carved out a niche in the adult video market with the softest of softcore porn, selling videos of female nudes that are as antiseptic and inoffensive as possible. Penthouse decided to weigh in and offered their own network with slightly more stuff going on, like race cars and nudity. And I know this is a podcast of nostalgia, but to look back into a world of this mild, inoffensive, so-called porn from a future where unimaginable depravity is just at our fingertips is so depressing. And let us never take for granted this perverted world in which we now live. Should we move on to February 29th? Yes. All right. GOP candidates was oh. the title of the article. And I'm going to read this entire article verbatim. Is this actually the whole article? This is the whole article. Pat Buchanan and his alter ego, David Duke, seem to be causing quite a furor in the Republican Party. That's it. That's the entire article. That's just a sentence. It's a sentence, yes. Okay. That is the entire article. It's a sentence. Upon further research, we delved into this a bit. Pat Buchanan, the former political pundit, original host of CNN's Crossfire, anti-Semite, Holocaust denier. General all-around crazy person. Was actively seeking Republican nomination against presidential incumbent George H.W. Bush, which is fucking insane. It is very, very, very unheard of for someone to be challenging the current president when you're part of that party. When Obama was running for re-election in 2012, no one really was like, hey, I'm going to run for the Democrats. So the fact that he was doing this, running against George H.W. Bush, was insane. Also, David Duke, who was a former Ku Klux Klan grand wizard, was also doing the same thing. His campaign, understandably, didn't do quite as well. So Buchanan is a former television personality who ran on a platform of immigration reduction and social conservatism and was highly critical of the Clintons. So, you know, 
This was basically the same campaign as Donald Trump is running now. We'll see how that goes. Oh, it was also leap year. So February 29th. Yeah, February 29th. March 1st, we just got reports uh, that the first victims of the Bosnian War had been identified. So the Bosnian independence referendum was held from February 29th to March 1st, in which the majority of the Bosniak and Bosnian Croat communities boycotted the Bosnian Serbs, voted for the Yugoslav Republic's independence. This was a big deal and a sad, tragic one. March 2nd, in more exciting news, the following countries have just joined the United Nations. Armenia, Azerbaijan, Kazakhstan, Kyrgyzstan, Moldova, San Marino, Tajikistan, Turkmenistan, and Uzbekistan. Hmm. San Marino isn't just a place in California. Is San Marino a place in California? Yes, I think. All right. March 3rd, President Bush apologized for raising taxes after pledging not to. How could you? That's right. A president went back on something he promised. This is the first and only time in reported U.S. history that this has happened. Scathing. Also, half-ton statue of war goddess Swipe. <laughs> a half-ton black granite statue of ancient Egyptian war goddess... Sekhmet. Sekhmet? All right. Was stolen over the weekend in Luxor. How do you steal a half-ton statue? Was it recovered? I don't know. I didn't look that far into it. Well, we may never know. Yeah. Okay, two more points just on the week overall. Uh, in early March, Douglas Adams completed Mostly Harmless, which was the last book in the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy series. For all of you podcast listeners, this is a personal aside. Stephen Fry has done the audiobook for Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. I strongly recommend it. It's fantastic. I can only imagine because it's Stephen Fry's voice. True. Also, sometime in March, Blue Sky Productions released Ultima Underworld, which was the first... 3D RPG, role-playing video game for those of you who are uninitiated. All right, we're going to move right on to movies and music. So at the box office this weekend, number one is Wayne's World. Wayne's World. Party time. Excellent. Excellent. This is a good movie. I only watched Wayne's World for the first time in its entirety maybe two or three years ago. Really? Yeah. While you were talking about Wayne's World, I was looking at this depressing list of movies. Yep. And there's nothing jumping off the page beyond Wayne's World, save for the following. I know the fried green tomatoes was a pretty big thing. Yeah, I haven't seen it, but that was know, a big deal, I guess. Um, yeah. Oh, Beauty and the Beast is still okay. on there from, I'm assuming, Christmas of last year. Yep. Uh, oh, JFK. Yeah, true. Father of the Bride. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm just going to read through the top five really quickly. Again, Wayne's World number one. Two, Memoirs of an Invisible Man. Number three, Stop Where My Mom Will Shoot. Oh, number, wait. Oh is my that God. a good movie? That's a Stallone movie. That's a Stallone movie? It's a Stallone cop movie, and wait. his mom is a badass. Oh, I was hoping it'd be Stallone and Drag. That's a great movie. Okay, so we've got something good on there. See, yeah. that's, why we, okay. that's why we read the top five. That's why we read the top five. Fried Green Tomatoes and number five, Medicine Man. The only other movies on here that we haven't discussed that matter are, just kidding, just one. Hook. Oh, Hook is still on the list. This has been its 12th week in theaters. It's barely hanging on, pulling in $639,000. Great movie starring uh, Robin Williams and Dustin Hoffman? I don't know, actually. Somebody? It's been a long time since I've seen Hook. Let's click on that. If they remake Hook, out. though, I guarantee that Hook will be played by Johnny Depp. Oh, probably. Dustin Hoffman. Oh, Carrie Fisher's in this one. Carrie Fisher's in- oh, as a cameo. Yeah, Gwyneth Paltrow, Julia Roberts, Maggie Smith. That's pretty much it for, yeah, that's it for, for the movies. movies. All right, moving on to the Billboard Top 100. Number one, To Be With You by Mr. Big. I've heard this song. I hear it all the time. I don't know if it's in a commercial or something, but I do hear it. 
I don't particularly like it. That's okay. Number two is much better. I'm Too Sexy by Right Said Fred. This is a great song where we learn a list of things that this guy's too sexy for. His shirt and a bunch of other stuff. Yeah, I was going to say shirt is all I got there. Yeah, shirt's all I got. But you know what? He was that sexy, I guess. Number three, I Love Your Smile by Shanice. Is that how you say it? Shanice. Shanice? No, maybe it's Shanice. I don't know. Number four, Holy Fuck, Remember the Time, Michael Jackson. This is a pretty decent Michael Jackson song overall. Eddie Murphy is in this music video for it as a pharaoh. Also, as I was typing this list out, the song still hadn't started. I was checking my Snapchat on my phone. I was not diligently working on this. And three and a half minutes passed before the song actually started. I know Michael Jackson is big on the whole music video extravaganza plotline story, but oh my god. All right, moving down the list. Um, yeah, Diamonds and Pearls, Prince. He was Ooh. still Prince at this time, I guess. Don't Let the Sun Go Down on Me, George Michael and Elton John. Oh, that's an innuendo if I haven't heard one. I remember my dad showing me a like a misspoken lyric type website where people would submit what they thought were lyrics to songs. And Don't Let Your Sun Go Down on Me was the first one he showed me. Oh. He just thought it was hilarious. It's it's kind of funny, I guess. It is pretty funny. Yeah. Number nine, we've got Smells Like Teen Spirit by Nirvana. Yep. Tears in Heaven by Clapton. Ugh, more Michael Bolton. He never goes away. Mm-hmm. That guy. Got some boys to men. There's U2 on oh, here, but I don't want to talk about it. Oh, Eventually, I can't... we're going to have to talk about U2. Never. Eventually, it's going to have can't to come do up. Not going to do it. <laughs> I Can't Dance by Genesis, followed by Too Legit to Quit. Pretty good. Maybe we should just stop there. I'm going down this list and like Black or White is still on here by Michael Jackson, but it's on its way down. Yeah, we're done. Yes. All right. So this week, um, February 27th, tomorrow as of recording this podcast, marks the 20th anniversary of the Pokemon franchise. The original Pokemon Red and Green were released uh, February 27th, 1996 in Japan. Red and Blue, obviously what you're going to be familiar with as were released in North America. Yeah. The original Pokemon Red, Blue, and Yellow are being re-released on the Nintendo 3DS's virtual console and I am super excited to download this as soon as I can once I'm done work tomorrow. Also, Fuller House premieres today. Yeah, that's Feb- this is February 26th we're recording this. Just dropped today and I'm pretty excited to uh, to see what the Tanners have been up to. Very excited. Let's get into this week on. This week, uh, we chose between Seinfeld and The Simpsons. There still was no friends and we decided on The Simpsons. Season 3, Episode 18, Separate Vocations. The results of a standardized test steer Bart in the direction of law and order at Springfield Elementary School. However, Lisa becomes so depressed by her results that she turns to juvenile delinquency. Yeah, this was a really good episode overall. Um, I liked it. In this episode, Bart and Lisa both take some standardized tests. Bart's results say that he should be a cop, and Lisa's say that she should be a homemaker, which really depresses her and causes her to act out. That's right. Bart goes on the ride along with, uh, with the police officers gets involved in a shooting um (laughs) snake gets horribly horribly mangled it's great um so then bart becomes the uh like the safety officer the hall monitor whatever Mm -hmm. and just cracks down and turns the school into basically a bart simpson and principal skinner controlled authoritarian regime meanwhile lisa is being delinquent she takes i don't know if she actually smokes the cigarette but she definitely takes the cigarette from the bad girls 
in the girls room right yeah exactly yeah. she's like i'll smoke it in class which is a super <laughs> badass line from lisa <laughs> yeah. i love it eventually it results in lisa stealing all of the teacher's editions of the textbooks so they don't know any of the answers being the incompetent teachers that they are oh, God, and then bart taking the fall for lisa because she's clearly smarter and order is restored to the galaxy i have like this vision in my head of edna trying to answer simple elementary school questions and oh just my God. sweating yeah watch it's this okay. ep- yeah watch this episode if you get a chance it is a classic simpsons episode you'll love it though season three episode 18 all right moving on to our 90s spotlight as we just said pokemon were a big deal and to be honest with you this is going to come up over the course of this podcast so at least a couple times at least a couple times and we know we're doing 1992 but but we're skipping ahead to to the late 90s because just pokemon was that big of a deal this week in the 90s spotlight we want to take a look back at the initial pokemon craze so red and blue came to north america in late 98 and all of a sudden these enormous distractions come in and this was this is a craze like i don't know we've seen since it exploded Uh, yeah there have been some big fads big crazes but pokemon was insane everyone everyone liked it it was an all-encompassing fact of life for a few years and i think we were the target age chris and i were both born in 88 10 years old we were the perfect age for this we were old enough that we could right yeah we were old enough that we could understand and play the games and the video and card games and we were young enough that it was cool it was cool it was mesmerizing it it posed a level of difficulty i remember the first time i saw pokemon in recess someone's like yo check this out and i had no idea what was going on i'm in thrown into this world i'm walking around in a field i run into this pokemon i have no idea what i am doing i had to have this game was it just me or was it always like the shady kids who had the knockoff Japanese cards? Oh, those. I, I had a few of them. The ones with like the weird thin borders Oh, you too. could tell. Yeah, it was printed on lower lower quality paper. Yeah. The color reproduction wasn't nearly as good. I remember I spending know. hours on my next door neighbor's porch and we would pass back and forth one of our Game Boy Colors loaded up with Pokemon Pinball. Game Boy Color. Yeah. I had my classic Game Boy. That huge brick of a game system and then the trading card game came around and that just encompassed my life we used to ride our bikes across town to get pokemon cards i remember one time in the dead of winter i called the pokemon card store it was was a sports card store that you know took up the whole mantle of selling pokemon cards because why not get in on that cash cow i called them in the dead of winter for a holographic pidgeot that they had and i was like all right hold it for me i'll be there soon my dad wasn't home i had no ride i bundled the fuck up and walked probably what a mile and a half two kilometers three kilometers i don't know how far it is i was 11 this was a big walk this is like a solid half hour walk in probably minus 10 degree weather even maybe even colder just to spend eight bucks on this pidgeot card what is out there right now that would make an 11 year old walk an hour round trip in the dead of winter i don't know like this was such a big thing and even uh, the initial wave of burger king toys i spent so much money (laughs) 
on this. I was 11, like, 10, 11, and I had not a lot of money. I had a paper route, and I'm going to say just about every cent I earned from that in one way or another went towards Pokemon. Like I was actually asking my parents how I could go about doing extra chores for more allowance, but then not telling them what I was spending it on. Because I knew that they were not down with the Pokemon cards yet. I did the old, like, in the couch cushions looking oh, for yeah. looking for quarters or loonies or the infamous toonie. If you found a Those... toonie in the couch. I actually took up, right around the time Pokemon came out, I took up doing laundry. Because my dad had a knack for leaving change in his pockets. <laughs> and washing machine change, it was off the books. Oh, yeah. Pokemon cards were crack to me. Oh, yeah. I I remember pawning video games, going to a pawn shop, <laughs> and just hawking my video games so I, had, so I had enough money for another pack. This was before trade-in games were a big thing. Like, there was no EB games, you know, with a friendly guy behind the counter that you could go to and trade your games. Yeah, this like, is going that into a exist. shady building with bars on the windows where it smells of cigarette smoke. Just to get your poke fix. Yeah. I'm a 10-year-old being like, yo, what can I what can I get for NBA Jam? And that was a terrible idea because God, NBA Jam is game. an amazing game. Anyway, let's cut it here because if we don't, I'm going to go out and buy Pokemon cards just to crack a pack. Yeah, I'm already getting, getting excited that. that I'm going to be downloading Pokemon Red tomorrow. I gotta contain myself. Can't fall back into that hole. That was the 90s spotlight. This is the sponsorship segment. So every week, as you all know, we like to pretend that we live in a world where someone's paying us to do the podcast. They're not. This week's podcast is brought to you by Mail Order Catalogs. That's right. You remember in the 90s when you still had to order shit by mail? This was pre-internet, folks. You remember how big the Sears catalog was? Yes. I mean, especially oh, the holiday wish book. That thing was incredible. I would spend hours looking just at all the cool toys I wanted. I think the 90s were the last decade where people ordered things from comic books. Yeah, comic books and magazines yeah. and stuff. You could sign up for stuff. Clip out little ads and mm-hmm. fill in your information. Yeah, I remember um, my one friend growing up had this dinosaur magazine that you could mm-hmm. order. Every month you'd get the magazine plus a little balsa wood dinosaur fossil And after a few months, you could have the whole T-Rex. And that was pretty awesome. I remember having this fascination with mail order catalogs, mostly because I had no access to it. I didn't, obviously, as kids, we didn't have credit cards or anything like that. And you're not putting money in the mail. I didn't know what a money order was until oh, I was like 14. Orders. Wow. Oh, checks and money orders. How about those? Anyway, mail order catalogs were a very cool thing. And we thank you for allowing us to spend the money that we didn't have imagine, before the internet was around. Imagine having buyers or more for six to eight weeks uh we thank you mail order catalogs yeah and now that just about wraps up the episode one thing left to do i guess we got to spin the wheel find out what week we're doing next week next week will be what march 4th to 10th that sounds right let's 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 just say that was right all right cool next week we will be doing march 4th through 10th 91 are you gonna do that just gonna give a little spin yeah Oh, I like that spin a lot better. Oh, 97. 97. I like That's that a, a more work. exciting year. All right. Join us next week for February, March. March. Join us next week for March 4th through 10th, 97. I'm leaving that in. I'm not cutting that. Absolutely. I'm okay with that. So I think the only thing left is the podcast, the podcast is, is now over. over.